This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and thank you for listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. Today is March 27th, 2021, day 27 of the third month of the new year. Looking forward to today's show. We have Will Maynard on talking about college basketball. He was out in Indy for the uh, first weekend of the NCAA tournament. He drove out and back. Looking forward to having that conversation as well as the picks that were going to happen for the next two days. We're going to have him back on Monday, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Hopefully we can have, you know, similar picks or competitive picks, and it's going to be fun to see why he thinks certain things, why I think certain things, and hopefully you guys enjoy listening to us go back and forth on which teams I think are going to be better and some stories in between. So when we come back after this, you'll hear us talking with Will Maynard. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never My Wildest Dream Podcast. Looking forward to talking with Will Maynard. Will is just getting off the road from Indy. He went out and spent a couple days with the uh, the tournament last week, and I'm uh, looking forward to talking to him about that. How was your trip out to Indy, Will? Uh, it was a great trip. I mean, I probably would have enjoyed it more if I flew, um, but I drove out there and it wasn't too bad. So, you know, was, I made it there and back safe and sound, so no complaints. So, you know, the last time the Final Four was in Indy, I actually rode out with Jamie. He was still coaching. Oh, that, really? uh, yeah, Jamie was coaching at Mount St. Mary's. I was up at the Alhambra, and he was like, you going to Indy? And I said, I am. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how long the drive is and all that stuff. And he's like, just ride with me. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, on my way west, I'll pick you up from Emmitsburg, and we'll just shoot straight out. And we did. Mm-hmm. So I spent two days in cars and staying over in hotels with him and hanging out. That was that was a fun experience. I got to learn a lot from the uh, Division One stuff that way. So, oh my goodness, he's an offensive guru too. Oh, oh he is. Goodness. We we I, we talked ball the entire time, which was kind of cool. So, um, his his son <clears throat> Jacoy, he went and visited Jacoy a little bit down at uh, Indiana. So I got went down and watched one of Tom Crean's workouts at Indiana. Met with Tom, and then we drove up into Indy and you know spent the time up there and. He got me around Will Wade. Like the one night we were at dinner, it was like Will Wade, Mike Jones. Shaka had just taken the Texas job. So it was kind of like all this animosity at the table because it was all the former assistants trying to figure out who was going to go for the job. It was kind of, I was in like this awkward spot in the corner of the table, but I was just listening. And now you look at all those guys. You got LSU, VCU, Radford, and uh, GW. Was that That's who I was having dinner with that night, which was kind of crazy. So. Oh, it's funny how small of a world it is at this game, college basketball. It really is. So, you know, who did you go out and see? Did you go out for any particular reason? I know you're a Georgetown dude, so I was going to ask you about that. But did you get tickets from anybody, or did you just slide out and try to grab what you could? Um, So one of my um, buddies is an assistant coach at Norfolk State. Oh, nice. And, yeah, so um, I had talked to him, and he told me he had a ticket for me. But he's, um, but I knew I couldn't make Thursday because I had to get my second COVID vaccine. So I told him, I was like, I can't make that. But I said, uh, if you guys win or when you guys win, I'll come out there and you guys play. And then I looked at the 
bracket, and I said, oh, my goodness, they, they play Gonzaga. So I'm like, I get a chance to watch my buddy coach against one of the best college teams that we've had around in the last few years. Absolutely. And, um, so, I mean, it was a great experience. I mean, you know, it wasn't the same as the past tournaments I've been to in the past because, you know, you don't have all of the fans there, you know, all of the all of the fans rooting for the 16 seed over the one seed and stuff like that. What surprised me was it was a lot of Gonzaga people there. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they kind of realized this is the year. Like, one of my buddies works for CBS Sports, so he actually called all of the games at Banker's Life on the radio. Okay, and, uh, yeah, that's so, where I was at. So mm-hmm. Rich and I talked, and uh, it's kind of cool to get the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, his room was connected with PJ Carlissimo's, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. I got the, like the one night he FaceTimed me, and those knuckleheads were sitting there just drinking some bottles of wine, hanging out, and, you know, I got to talking. Just hear PJ talking in the background. It's kind of cool, but they were talking about Corey Kispert and how good he is. And what was he like to watch oh, yeah. live? Oh, I've heard good things about him. I mean, my buddy that coached against him told me that he think he could, he could uh, end up in the NBA. He's really so he better than Jimmer Fredette. How big are those dudes? Timmy must be pretty big. Um, Timmy is Timmy is big. I don't know if Timmy's a pro. Not not a local pro. He's gonna go overseas. He'll go make money with that with that mustache handle that handlebar mustache. He'll make some money overseas yeah. with that nonsense. I mean, he looks like he's forty years old with three kids and a wife. Who okay? Who's I mean, older, him or Cutwig from Loyola Chicago? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Them two. That dude you know, looks like he should be hooping at the Y in the over forty league. He does. He's that guy that you like, oh, my goodness. I know he was built when he was in his 20s. Yeah, he was definitely one of those guys. Um, you know, Kispert, the thing with Kispert is it's crazy. He's always was open. I mean, he, when I, I mean, I say he always is open, he always was open. And it was just like, geez, how's this guy open? Um, Suggs didn't play well. My <clears> thing <throat> with Suggs, I don't know what position he is because he really don't have a tight handle. Right, but um, he's smooth though. He, he you know, he's smooth. I'm, he kind of reminds me of a Jordan Clarkson type. Okay, he reminds me of a Jordan Clarkson. So you I'm went and watched that. Norfolk State Gonzaga. Did you sneak in and watch Georgetown play too? No, I didn't. I, I was actually on the road when Georgetown played, and thank okay. God because I didn't watch. I didn't watch, but probably. 20 minutes of the game and that's 20 minutes of my life I wish I had back <laughs> so how long were you out there just one do you go out for one like two days and then roll back yeah you spend yeah. more time in the car than you did in Indy yeah almost yeah pretty much because I didn't stay in Indianapolis I stayed outside of Indianapolis well yeah Indy pretty much was booked up with everybody else wasn't it yeah and and uh Plus, I wanted to shorten up my trip a little bit. Yeah. So, at least if, if I stayed about an hour outside of Andy or like 45 minutes, then that would shorten up my trip a little bit. But right. uh, it was definitely um, it was definitely a fun trip. I would do it again. I would love to do it with like a car full of coaches. I would love that. Oh, we! I'm telling you, when we were out there for the Final Four, that was crazy. Like with the, the conversations and you, you drink beers afterwards and you break down stuff and – it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, you and I, we, we talked before on the show here. We're blessed to be able to do what we do and with who we do it with. So, um, Yeah, I'm blessed. I mean, I always tell people basketball has been a blessing in my life. Yes, it's brought on 
stress and, and gray hairs at an earlier age than I probably would have had them at. But, I mean, the relationships that I've developed because of this round basketball um, is stuff that I'll remember and cherish for the rest of my life, you know. Well, and, and, and you know, it's relationships. And as you know, we and I talked yesterday on my show, I was in a car accident, and I appreciate you reaching out to make sure I was, you know, doing great. I appreciate that. But, you know, it's built up relationships and friendships that while I'll have forever, you'll have forever. And, and you know... Like I said, I want to get you up here this summer. We can cook out on the back deck, sip some, uh, sip some adult beverages, and have a good time. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm definitely down. I mean, I don't drink, but I need Fanta Strawberry. That's all. That's my special request every time when I go out with my boys. I can scoop, I can scoop some of that up. That ain't gonna be no issue. <laughs> so we were talking before we got on the show. What do you think of Shaka going to Marquette? What do you think of that deal? Um, I it was funny that it was, it's funny that that happened because. I was talking to one of my D1 guys last week, and we was talking about the Marquette job. And I was saying to myself, man, I can see Shaka Smart going there. He's from Wisconsin. Yep. He, he had an early rare exit in tournament. So, you know, you know, people already were against him anyway because there was rumors that if it wasn't for the uh, pandemic, he probably would have been let go last year. So, you know, it's one of those situations, like I tell my kids when they're being recruited, go where you love, not where you like. Yep. And you know, I I, I kind of compared to the to the, the Josh Pastner situation when he knew his days in Memphis were numbered. Mm-hmm. So he went to Georgia Tech, and I think that was smart what he did. Oh, absolutely, it was. He he got ahead of the thing. That's what I actually thought. I thought Shaka's getting ahead of the posse at this point. This is a smart move for him. But you know. Let me ask you this. We're talking just hoops and, and uh, you know, kind of getting insight like you and I are able to give to one another and, and the people that are listening. What do you think about him going to the Big East? Do you think that's a step down from the Big 12? Do you think he went backwards in this move? Um, I, you know, I think it's, I think it's on a year-by-year basis. I think some years Agreed. the Big East is better. I think some years the Big 12 is better. I mean, last year the Big 12 was definitely better. I, I definitely won't sit there and, and say that, especially on air. But, you know what I mean? It's nothing like being loved. I mean, you can make a program to be what, what, you know, you can make a program almost anything with hard work. Absolutely. You know? And you get a couple of recruits, you can change the mindset. I mean, you look at this I mean, they're in the West Coast Conference. You know what I'm saying? They're in the West Coast Conference. And he's done a hell of a job there. Yeah, and it's not like Gonzaga is like it's not like Gonzaga has Pepperdine's campus, you know what I mean? Where you know that can't be right on the right on the ocean, you know what I mean? In Spokane, Washington, I guarantee we ask twenty people where Gonzaga is, they'll probably say DC because they probably think we're talking about the high, uh, Gonzaga College with Steve Turner. You, you know, know what I mean? No, around here you're you're damn right on that one, without a doubt. That so close to that one. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I just think I think that, you know, I think he made a good move, a great move. You know what I'm saying? You get to go back home. Mm-hmm. I don't know where his wife is from, but he's from there. You know, he can use some of his recruiting ties from Chicago. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, it's not the luxurious place like um, Texas, but guess what? Now you're you're the big dog now. Absolutely. You know, no football. So now it's your show. I mean, the only other bigger thing in, in the state of, you know, Wisconsin is my Packers. He's going to have to become a Packers Correct. fan now. I honestly thought Porter Moser might be the guy for that job. 
Um, I was talking with my dad last weekend going back and forth when they kept rolling and winning again. I think he does an unbelievable job at Loyola Chicago. Um, but I looked his salary up. I don't know if if I if you knew this or not. He makes like one and a half million a year, and the president of the school only makes seven hundred fifty thousand. Jeez. So and, he and, makes and athletics and athletics don't run the world, don't run these universities. You gotta be kidding me. And see, that's the thing that I'm kind of laughing about a little bit, Will. Like you just mentioned it, go where you love. Why would he leave a spot where he is by far the highest paid person on campus? Like everybody thinks he should take Indiana. Okay. He might go make five million a year at Indiana. But at the rate we're going, that's three, four years guaranteed. If you ain't cutting the mustard, you're out. You're gone. He could coach the next 15 years at Loyola Chicago and make the exact same amount of money and, and have a job where he's loved, not where he's on the uh, cover of every newspaper wondering if he's good or not. Yeah, I, I think that all depends on what you uh, prefer, because you look at somebody like you, you look at somebody like Mark Few. Yep. You know, Mark Few took over for the guy that went to. Um, for what Dan Monson or Munson or whatever his name was yep. that went to Minnesota and look what happened to him. I don't know where he's at now if he's even coaching. Yeah, I have you no know Mark Few's exactly. had opportunities when UCLA opened. You know UCLA really wanted Mark Few and stuff like that, but he turned down the lure of the big conference and the money because you know job security. You can you can never undervalue job security. Absolutely, you know what not. I mean. So you you know you look at somebody like Larry Nagan. You know, Larry Nagan did good at Miami. You know, he got. I think he would have been good this year if it wasn't for injuries to two of his best players. Yeah. But you look at somebody like Larry Nagan, who, you know what I mean, who had George Mason. He didn't have any pressure at George Mason because that one, that one year they went to the Final Four. I mean, that trumps four losing seasons. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I think from what I heard, Porter Bozier wants a DePaul job. Okay. So I that's heard. what I've been. That's what I've heard. Now, it's funny you say that because Kenny Payne is the number one guy for that job, I heard. Yeah, I heard I heard that, too. From Kentucky. Well, was it Kentucky? Good. I guess he went to the Knicks, right? Well, see, the problem is, you know, Kenny Payne is probably the front runner. I know Cal and those guys, World Wide West and stuff, are pushing for him. But the problem in this situation is Porter's still coaching. So they haven't had a chance to really make their official pitch to him, you know. And if I'm Porter, I mean, I'm looking at my region. Okay, Syracuse or Houston, neither one of them two scared me. If I take care of business versus Oral Roberts, I have a chance to go to the Final Four. Kind of be like another Brad Stevens. Exactly. You know, so it's one of the things where, you know, I'm not worried about another job now. But from what people are saying, it's kind of like the the fear situation. You know, deep down inside, he wants to go to Texas. I, I can't blame him. Well, and Beard's from Texas. Like, not from the state, but he went to school at Texas. He was a student manager at Texas. So that makes total sense, him going back to there. I compare it to the KD situation when KD left. Um, would you rather live in Lubbock, Texas, or Austin, Texas? Austin. The KD situation. Would you rather live in Oklahoma City, no disrespect, or would you rather live in Oakland, San Francisco area? Exactly. It's a no-brainer for me. It, it to- totally agree. Hey, breaking news here. Did you know that Carmen Marciello got a three-year extension at Siena? I'm glad. I like man. I love he's Carmen. A he's a guy, good dude. I, I, I'm happy for him. He's a good guy, man. Yeah, he that just happened. Panic. I sent him a message. I mean, he responded back like 30 seconds later, man. 
Yep. I like guys that don't forget about us guys. It's not like I had a kid for him. I mean, I probably did have a kid for him, but I wasn't trying to push my kid to him, you know, because mm-hmm. I knew, you know, he was looking for local kids. Exactly. You know, He's looking, he looking for those guys up there in that area, which is understandable. I'm not going to get mad at somebody's preference, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he's, I'm glad. He deserves it, man. He's a great guy. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's an awesome dude. I mean, there's some stuff that's going on. Who do you think takes Oklahoma? I keep hearing Mark Turgeon. That would be really good because he sure shit can't coach at Maryland. <laughs> that dude, that dude gets more talent and more losses than I've ever seen. Honestly, he just needs to hire an offensive coordinator and get the hell out of the way. I really cannot figure out what they run out of timeouts other than three hundred and fifty-two dribbles and a pull-up. <laughs> I think Maryland's problem is they don't have a point guard. I no. think I think Ayala's really should be. I think Ayala should be off the ball. And I think that if they did that and put Wiggins at the three, I think they'd be better. The problem is Wiggins played so daggone good in mm-hmm. that tournament game. I mean, Jesus. Yep. Here, here's a little inside scoop. You might know more about this than me. Ryan Odom is the emerging leader at the College of Charleston job. You hear anything from that? I thought I thought they gave it to Pat Kelsey. Did they? Because this was this was on. I could be wrong, but this was yesterday's hoop dirt. So I was wondering if that, it, as of now, it doesn't look like. Let me look that up while we're talking here. But yeah, it says that uh, Dave Odom is a consultant for the college down there. So it sounds like that one might be in and out. But let's let's look here real quick. Yeah, check that out because uh, you know you know that's a, that's an important one to me because my that, kid is. That's why I brought that up. I wanted to I wanted to hear. Pat Kelsey is leaving Winthrop for the Eagles' job. That was announced 18 hours ago. So there you go. So yeah, okay, it is so it is go. Pat Kelsey. Yep, yep. You were on top yeah. of that one more than I was. Who gets Hofstra? Mahalik stepped down for health reasons. Who gets Hofstra? I heard that's a great job too. It's a great job, and Mahalik's an awesome dude. I feel bad for him. Joe's a really, really good guy. Yeah, I've never, I've never met him. I've talked to him before. Um, I forgot which one. He, I think he called. He might have called me for Horvath. Uh-huh. I want to say, um, but uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's a great guy from when I talked to him. Nah, he's a, he's an awesome. Dude. I know when 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 Curtis when uh, Scott Cherry got let go at. College of, um, I mean, a high point. Yep. I mean, all them schools were calling me like crazy. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Everybody was. I mean, he got fired at 11. They were calling me at probably 11.05. I'm on my lunch break. I got people blowing my phone up. Is your big time? No, far from big time. <laughs> I just had a good player. All right. <laughs> you know, I just happen to have a good player. You know, I'm just. No, you, you do a great job and you do have good players. So let's talk about today's games and tomorrow's games. Let's. I want to hear who you got. I'll tell you who I got, and let's let's wrap about these a little bit. First games: Oregon State, Loyola, Chicago. Who you got winning that one? I got Loyola, Chicago. I do I too. Loyola. What do you think of their offense? Um, it's funny you said that. My buddy actually cut up some clips on Synergy. He's supposed to send them to me, so I need to check them out again. But I'm excited to be able to look at it. I'm going to text you my email. You can forward those if you don't mind. Because that double handoff to the elbow jumper is unreal. Like, they ran the same play 70 times the other game, and they couldn't figure out how to stop it. Illinois could Stop's, not figure it out. Serious? They ran the double handoff. 
and they came off and shot elbow nail jumpers or a or a drop off to Cutwig for a layup. The whole game. Yeah, I need to I need to look at that game on synergy. It is it's, it's a really it was really good to watch. I'd like to well if you watch that, come back on, we can talk about that because that that offense is a lot of fun to watch. And it's like layups to them. Elbow jump shots are layups to those dudes, which is pretty cool. So second game we got Villanova Baylor. How bad does Baylor beat Villanova in this game, in your opinion? Uh, I think I think it's gonna be a. I think it'll be uh I think Baylor beat them by like eight. Okay. Um, one thing I will say about Baylor is you have to be a disciplined team defensively to beat Villanova. And I know that sounds crazy to say, well, you need to be disciplined to beat any team. But Villanova is one of those teams that really utilizes shot fakes and jab steps. The and jump all that stops. Stuff. Jump stops. Yeah. It's like you get they you get in the lane, you fall for they'll hit you with a pump fake and guys are flying. Mm-hmm. So I just think that Agreed. Uh, I just I, think that if you do, uh, I'm sorry. No, I, was, I think if Colin Gillespie's playing, it's a totally different ball game. Oh, Colin Gillespie's there. They're, they're playing in the Elite Eight. Agreed. Not not in the Sweet Sixteen. Agreed. Totally agree with that one. Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. I still don't think Villanova should have been a four seed. I mean, no. I, I don't understand the seeding for this tournament. Like, like Wisconsin was like a eight or nine seed. They're like thirteen. Like, how was Purdue a four seed? Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding? Me? You kidding me? Purdue yeah. was a. What's, what was their best win of the season? Come on, man! Purdue was a four seed. Yeah, it 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 oh, they, it almost like they fed it to make sure that it was Gonzaga Baylor in the in the final. That's how I I kind of read it, but I could be completely wrong on that. Yeah, how's Houston a two seed? Who was a three seed in that? Like West Virginia was a three seed. Yes, but West Virginia was a three seed, but Villanova was a four seed. Villanova was a five seed. A five seed? Come yeah, on now. Exactly. That's crazy. There's no way Villanova should have won a, been a five seed. No. I mean, then you got Arkansas at a three seed at 24 and six going against Oral Roberts. I think Arkansas is going to win that game, but man, Ace Miss and Kevin O'Banner are fun to watch for Oral Roberts. Yes, they are. I, I, I'm not a big Arkansas fan. I don't, I'm not sold on how good they are. I think Arkansas really benefited from a weak SEC. The SEC was weak this year. It was very you know, weak Auburn year. pretty much played all year without Sharif Cooper. Kentucky wasn't that good. Nope. Um, Georgia not, is not that good. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I think Alabama's good, but I mean, I don't really see much out of these other teams like everybody else. No, I, I agree with you there. Do you have Oral Roberts winning that one in a slight upset, or do you think the glass slipper shatters tonight at 725? I think Arkansas beats them. I do, too. It's an 11-point spread. I think it's going to be tighter than that, honestly. So if I was a betting man, I'm going to I go. Agree. I'm going to go. I'm going to get Oral Roberts on that one. I don't think Arkansas is covering that. 955, Syracuse-Houston. Who you got? Um, I actually like Syracuse. Yeah. I hate to say it, being a Georgetown fan, but I don't know. I mean, I Syracuse, knew that was going to pain you. I'll send you some well, Tylenol. Hey, you know what? I take it back. I think Houston's going to win. You know why? Okay. It's hard to play against Syracuse that second game. I think now that you had a week to prepare for that zone and the rotations, I think it's a lot better than what you than what it was. Like that's one thing I always heard about Syracuse and why I actually thought about implementing it for us is because teams aren't used to playing against like a Syracuse zone and like some of the stuff they do are like very different than what everybody else does. Oh, it it I was fortunate enough a couple years ago 
Kevin Sutton was a, assistant at Georgetown. He got me seats on the floor underneath the one basket um, when Syracuse was in town, and I watched the game from that seat. And that zone is totally different than anybody's. Um, and I've talked to Red a little bit, and they do like an hour and forty five minutes to two hours a day on that zone in practice, a day. So it is different. It is super long. My only concern is is does Houston shoot the ball well enough? to go against the zone for 40 minutes. And that scares me. And that scares me about them because I don't – I haven't really watched Houston. Like, I watched Houston probably, like, twice, if that, a game and a half. But I just figured that – I don't – Syracuse lack of depth scares me. And one thing I noticed about Houston was they really attack the offensive glass. They, and if they you do. really attack the offensive glass, you're going to give Syracuse issues because – I don't think they rebound well. I think Syracuse kind of soft, in my opinion. Here's here's my concern. I'm gonna throw a stat at you. Houston as a gotcha. team only shoots 36 percent from three. Oof. So and and the, I did watch the Houston East Carolina game for some reason. I'm a Joe Dooley fan. I really like Joe when he was at Kansas. I got to know him pretty well through mm-hmm. JUCO stuff. Uh, so I try to watch Joe when I can. And they played a zone and beat Houston earlier this year. So that's why my pick on that one is Syracuse. Um, I know that's crazy, but I'm going to go with Syracuse in that one. I think Buddy Beheim is going to have a great game. But I think the guy that's going to make a bigger impact in this game is going to be Joe Girard, the third, the all-time leading scorer in New York State high school history. I think he's going to have a good game tonight. I heard, I heard, I heard he might transfer. He probably needs to. I mean, I, I just don't think he can – as good as he was from a scoring perspective in high school, I just don't think that that fits his system. He needs almost like a Texas Tech system, like uh, the dude from Georgetown who transferred out there. Like he's actually flourished in that system, in my opinion. He flourished enough to get sent out the tournament in the round of thirty-two. He did. Usually, I'm talking about Mac McClung. I thought I think Gerard almost needs a Mac McClung thing like that. But you're right. He definitely he definitely uh, did get bounced early. Let's go to Sunday's game. I think Mac McClung. Mm-hmm. No, what are you saying about Mac? I think Mac McClung struggles against athletic length. Oh, he definitely struggles against length. They lost, to, they lost to what? Arkansas, right? They did lose to Arkansas at the buzzer. Oh, yep. Alabama. Uh, Arkansas. They lost Arkansas. to Arkansas. As Alabama beat. Who did Alabama beat? Mar- Alabama beat Maryland. They, yeah, they shot the shit out of it against Maryland. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, they threw darts all night on that one. Gonzaga, Creighton. Gonzaga's going to beat Creighton. You think they cover the 13 and a half? They're spotted. I think they win by 20 to, on Sunday. Uh, I think it'll be close, closer to that, closer than that. But uh, I think they'll beat Creighton. I'm just, I mean, Creighton is they're okay, but I didn't see what you know. They were ranked in like preseason polls, top ten, and something I saw. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see it. I, I, I don't didn't see, see that. Okay, I like the point guard though. The point guard's pretty good. He he is pretty good. You got Michigan or Florida State? Woo! I like Florida State, man. It okay. I like Florida State. I, livers, man, scares me not having livers. Here's my thing on Florida State. I agree with you, and I, and this goes for any team, but it depends which Florida State team shows up. If if the long athletic one that wants to get up and down shows up, I don't think Michigan can play with them. But if they don't get up and down, and Michigan can control tempo in this game, Michigan wins this basketball game. 
We're going to find out where Hunter's made up today, too. Yes, we are. How bad does Alabama beat UCLA? Yeah, I don't think UCLA is that good, to be quite honest. I don't either. I'm really I had Michigan State beating them in the first game, so that shows you how much I know about UCLA basketball. I think they're just kind of riding a little wave right now. I think the fun game tomorrow night is going to be Oregon and Southern Cal. That is going to be an absolute track meet. Hey, I'll tell you like I tell everybody else. You, I saw. I went and watched USC last year. Okay. Right. And, and uh, I went out to. I went out to LA with my family. So I did. I didn't even realize this. I ended up hitting up. Just, I was hitting up all the ops guys at the schools that was like close to where we staying at. Yep. Kind of find out sweats is out there. Yeah. Yep. It used to be at Towson. That's SB correct. At Towson. Yep. Yeah, and, and then Martin was out there. I didn't. I forgot Martin Barr was out there. Well, you know the that the Andy Enfield's from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Never knew that. Yep, he's. I mean, I mean, when I say local, I mean you know local as you can kind of get. But yeah, he's he's from around this area, so that's probably where some of those ties. um, I'm sorry, Shippensburg, and he played at Johns Hopkins. I didn't know that. Yeah, Shippensburg and played at Johns Hopkins. So that pretty much shows all that that good stuff. So that makes sense to why some of those guys are out there, you know, on his staff that he had local localer ties, I should say, to uh to put all that stuff together. So um where are you going to watch the games today? You getting all ready amped up to watch them? Nah, I can't. I have uh, actually have to go speak at a buddy of mine's camp. Nice. That's so awesome. I'm going to speak at his camp at, at about one thirty. It's not that far. It's about twenty minutes from my house, thirty minutes from my house. So I'll I'll do that around about leave there about one o'clock. So nice. who knows? Then I have another game I have to do too. I have you know, I, a couple of my kids play on a team in the league, so okay. I'm going to watch them play for a little bit. Well, it sounds like you got a bit a busy day ahead of you with hoops. I'm gonna I, I downloaded the app on my phone, so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be a complete beach bum dude here today. I'm gonna sit outside, soak in some rays, and I'm gonna play the uh, games on my phone and hang out and enjoy the weather a little bit. But uh, I'd like to have you on. Let's see, it is Monday. They go to Elite Eight, right? The Elite Eights are Monday and Tuesday. Let's have you and I talk on Monday. Yeah. See how our predictions went. We can do the exact same thing. We'll see how our predictions Please. went. We'll predict going into the final four, and then we'll have fun wrapping that way. Please. I I appreciate having you on the the show, Coach, and uh, I look forward to talking with you here in a couple days then. Okay. All right, buddy. You be safe. Have a good rest of your day. You too, brother. Take care. I love having Coach on the show. It's always fun this time of year to, you know, talk to the guys about it, get their opinions, but I look forward to having him back on in a couple days, see how well our picks went. So uh, we all have our picks out there now. It is a – Sweet 16 weekend. Looking forward to it. I hope you guys enjoy the sun as I'm going to as well. Step outside and enjoy this weather a little bit. We're uh, getting closer to spring, which means we're getting closer to summer, so I can be a beach bum all summer long, which I'm looking forward to. So thank you for listening to uh, today's show. This is Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast, and we will talk to you soon.